Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of VT Network. I'm your host, Deadman. With me, as always, the original co-founder of this podcast, Mr. DJ. How are you doing? Yo, what is going up, up out there? Podcast land. Our other brother couldn't join us today because he's off, uh, I don't know, making out with his fucking PC that he's been obsessed with, so he can have fun. Anyways, what have you been up to yeah. this week, man? Well, you know, you gotta turn it on somehow. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to this week? What have you been watching? What have you been playing? Oh, uh, oh man. Uh, I've been checking out, uh, yeah. Well, we, we, I rewatched uh, Fuji Yugi. Fuji Yugi? Why? Yeah, well, you know, I was like going through my old, like my, uh, my old archives and stuff, and I realized, holy cow, that's right! I remember this show, and I decided to just sit down and watch it like one day. And man, we come a long way. You know, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, I, the story's still all right. Although I still think the whole, you know, Tamahome and Miyaka doing that stupid. You know, break up, get together, break up, get together. You know, bull crap. You know, throughout the whole entire series, you know, was green on my nerve. I mean, I forgot how much that annoyed me. And Nakago is still the freaking man. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, but yeah, no, it's it's funny. Keep going though. Yeah, you know, and, and, and Toski. Oh man, like I said, my second favorite character. I just love that guy. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, but uh. Yeah, I mean, you know, from when it was made, it was a, you know, it's a pretty solid uh, TV show. But man, it's amazing. Uh, you know, when you go back and it's like, whew. yeah, it's no, just, it's just, it's weird, right? Like you're like, how the how the fuck did I think this was so fucking wonderful <laughs> when like so many years ago? And now I'm looking like because like it's really weird because I went back and watched uh, A Journey to the West. Ah, uh, yes, with uh, Sanzo and all them. And I was and I was sitting here watching it, and I'm just like, how did I think this was so good? Like by today's standards, this is mediocre at best. Yeah, you know, animation can. You know, I mean, I, well, I guess it's just a testament to time, you know. It's just, you know, animation or just things improve, you know. You just, you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what comes, you know, what came before. It's, you know, just gives you a new perspective on things, really. Well, I mean, it's not uh, only that. It's like, you know, you like, I remember the manga, and the manga was really good. And the manga mm-hmm. had a lot to it, and it had, you know, some depth to it. And then I watched the anime, and the anime, I'm sitting here going like, what? There, there's so much lost in translation, and I hate to be that asshole that's like, oh, well, you know, this and that. It's like, no, it was a lot lost, and honestly, the best parts of it were lost. Like, they tried to they tried to family-friendly it up, and I'm like, this story, these characters are not family-friendly. No. No. No, they really not. And yeah, I remember Fushiji Yugi, and I was, I I came across it the other day, and I was just like, I don't, I want to revisit this, but I don't want to revisit this. Because I kind of want to keep the memories pristine, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I understand. (laughs) I mean, 
Yeah, like I said, I mean, I I really just like focused on certain aspects, like you know, not to go and like Tosk and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, it's still all right, and like you know, as long as you remind yourself, you know, when it was made, you know, you know, you'll have a pretty enjoyable time. But honestly, uh, a you know, a reboot or a remake would not hurt it. No, it couldn't take away from it. No, not at all. You know. But yeah, you know, so. And let's see. Also, you know, Steam is having that freaking sale, so I pretty much went nuts on that. Got myself a few games. Nice, dirt cheap. <laughs> Which ones did you pick up? Um, I went ahead and bought a Resident Evil Seven, the Gold Edition. Ah, nice. Yeah, it was like, it was like twenty bucks, you know, because you know, when I played it, I had it. I uh, got it on GameFly. GameFly sponsor us. Got it on GameFly for for the PS4, and I was like, yeah, yeah, screw it, twenty bucks, Resident Evil Seven, very enjoyable game. You know, with, you know, of course, with you know Resident Evil Eight recently announced, it's like, all right, cool. Although well, I still you know, found it. Uh, like, what's up? Well, the same type of style too, which is what really surprises me. Uh oh yeah yeah with that um not really I guess I mean it needed that it needed that change. And you know this is a pretty good medium as long as they keep up with the theme. Although what sh- what surprised me is it's the same character. It's like, why <laughs> would this character thrust himself back into this world of crazy? I mean, this I mean this is this is a regular guy. You know, it's like why would you want to be part of this again? I tell you, I, I've I've been on this ride. I think I'm going to stay the fuck off it from now on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, you know, yeah, that's what honestly gets me is it's the same guy. It's like, and it's kind of a disappointing. It's like, come on, you know, like get someone else, you know, get, get some, you know, get, like, if you want to have, I like, guess, some other random dude or something, you know? It doesn't have to be like the same, this literally the same nobody guy. And that's what, that's one thing I liked about Resident Evil, you know, like the different perspective between different characters. Yeah. You know, I mean, so. Well, I mean, not only that, but the different the the ability to tell a different story, and I mean, yeah, like going back to the single, uh, you know, way of doing things, like with the single character in the single location, like it's it's pretty cool and all that, and it limits it and it kind of brings it back to the original Resident Evil formula, but there was a reason that two was so good and there was a reason two was so successful and it's because we expanded beyond those borders. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, no longer just a haunted, you know, haunted mansion, you know, which has been done to death. It's like, okay, what if this city, you know, what if an entire city had to go through this horror? Yeah. And Um, it's denizens. No, exactly. You know, so in in Resident Evil 2, I think we've done that incredibly well. And God, I, I, I hate G. I really, really hate that guy. Uh, and of course, you have Resident Evil Three, which you know also takes place in the other parts of the city. You know, with Jill Valentine. Yeah, um, around the same time. Yeah, but I never, I never liked Three. But anyways, let's see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's the same problem. Like you know, with like Final Fantasy Seven, you know, you really can't follow it. Two was just so good. I mean, Three was. Lackluster. It only had you only played this one character. It. I mean, it was cool seeing more Raccoon City going through all this, but truth be told, I'm sorry, dude. Like, 
everyone bitches about the Resident Evil 3 remake. I mean, we argue, no, this is no, this is actually perfect. You all are just freaking understanding what Resident Evil 3 was to the freaking series. It was not that good. <laughs> yeah. Never was that good. Yeah. You know, like like I said, I mean, I thought like the remake was actually a decent uh a decent uh, presentation considering where it where it is in the freaking timeline and the freaking you know, it releases because three the original three was like was just like this. You, you all like, oh they're, they're like it's like, oh you only play as Jules Valentine's like, yeah, that's exactly how it was in the original. Capcom literally gave you exactly what you we got. Don't don't like don't bitch about the remake and then all of a sudden praise the original when the original was basically the, they're the same dang thing. It's the same fucking game. It sucked then and it sucks now. Congratulations. Welcome to history. Well, man, you know what they say, you know, people who forget are doomed to repeat history. Well, people forgot about the lackluster that's three, and well, guess what? Enjoy now. Here we are. I still say we should have Def Jam Fight for New York remake. I really want it. Oh, absolutely. I don't don't think I've actually ever, like, campaigned for any other game to be remade. Because I'm like, they all stood their time... They all kind of, like, had their place in history. Like, this one, I kind of want this one to uh, come back. I kind of want this one to, to be reinvented and reimagined with better graphics and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Truth be told, you know what? I, you know what? I'd just be satisfied with just upgraded, uh, updated graphics. Just, you know, just bring the rev- uh, resolution up. You know, that's how good it was for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. if I go to New York, man, that'd be... I think I Seriously. have it like on some. I have it like on several places, just lying around like emulators. Yeah, I think I have it for the original Xbox. Yeah, you know, somewhere around here. But yeah, well, no, we I mean, had it. We had it. We had it for 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 PlayStation Two. You and I did. Yeah, yeah, we played the crap out of that game. Like, well, we'll we'll get to that in a minute here, but let's get the show started because we'll just keep going about this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, seriously, people like. We we could talk about fight for New York for hours. I mean, that could literally be its own podcast. Literally, its own podcast. Like yeah, no bullshit. Not episode. Yeah, not episode. Podcast. Yeah, just talking about all the dynamics in it. But speaking of dynamics, the Evo Online has been canceled following allegations against former CEO. Oh man, this is getting weird. What? what when did the? When did the? When did the video game industry suddenly become rife with this shit? Like, I know the video game, like, fandoms and, and, you know, like, like journalism has been rife with this shit. But when did the industry itself start becoming this weird cesspool? Like, we, we know about, like, like gender, you know, wage gap and stuff like that that's happened in there. But this is a lot of allegations lately. You know, honestly, I think this was always the case. I think it's just, you know, becoming more and more open. Because because uh, the thing is is that especially with like game developing, it's kind of closed world. You know, like we we develop a game, it's like you know, it's like you're like in a in a weird little bubble. I'm not saying like all developers are like this or all companies like this, but like a lot of them are like that, where it's like you know, developers just like it's, it's kind of like it's own like getting your own little mini world, and I guess stuff like this, you know, gets leaked out. I mean. Heck, look at that freaking Kojima when, uh, you know, Kojima Productions when they were trying to make Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear Rising. Yeah, those are a lot of problems. 
you know, like a serious lot of problems. And, you know, and it culminated with, you know, Kojima literally forcing the heads of the company to issue public apology, you know, like, you know, you know, you know uh, to, to the people. It's like, you know, we fucked up. We fucked up bad. Uh, I, I, another company, I don't know if it was Capcom or Konami or something like that. Like there was like there was like a story that was released like years ago that was leaked out that explains like it's bad like it, it's bad over here like they literally work us over hours you know we hardly get any sleep yeah you know all all that matters is the deadline yeah I I know which one you're talking it was it was for a oh, it was for a big game yeah yeah exactly I mean and this whole company was it had, for like, Destiny. Uh, no, no, this was before Destiny. I know that for it. No, know you're that. right. It, it was like, right before Destiny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you hear, like, like little stories like that. Like, you know, it gets leaked. It's like, it wasn't just, like, for a game. It's like, you know, companies do this. It's like, you know, they over like like overworked. And I think what we're really seeing is that, you know, more and more people are coming forward with this. I think this, you know, that's honestly what it is. Cause so you just you just think this has been right all along. We've just never heard of it. Exactly. Okay, so let's check this out then. Nintendo has issued a statement to IGN regarding the allegations that have arisen uh, in the fighting game community and the Super Smash Bros. community. At Nintendo, we are deeply disturbed by the allegations raised against certain members of the com- competitive gaming community. They're absolutely impermissible. Damn. <laughs> that's just... That's a very powerful statement. We want to make it clear that we condemn all acts of violence, harassment, and exploitation against anyone and that we stand with the victims. As an update, in a statement to IGN, Evo announced that it, it effective immediately, Joey Guelar will no longer be involved with Evo in any capacity and that Evo Online is cancelled. The esports organizers named Tony Cannon as acting CEO. Jesus. Oh. Fuck. Wow. They seriously killed him and his fucking game. They were like, no, dude, get the fuck out and take this with you. You know, freaking dang, man. It's freaking trust. What the heck? There's a lot of updates to this. Let's take a, let's take a look here. In a statement, IGN, Evo announced it effective immediately. Yeah, okay, so we set that. Uh, over the past 24 hours, in response to serious allegations recently made public on Twitter, we have made the, face, the first of a series of important decisions regarding the future of our company. Effective immediately, immediately Joy Quillar will no longer be involved with Evo in any capacity. We are currently looking, working towards his complete separation from the company and have relieved him of all his responsibilities. Going forward, Tony Cannon will act as CEO in his position. He will take a leadership role in prioritizing greater accountability across EVO, both internally and at our events. Progress doesn't happen overnight or without the bravery of those who speak up against misconduct and injustice. We are shocked and saddened by these events. We are listening to the community to make every change that will be necessary in making EVO a better model for the stronger, safer culture we all seek. As a result, we will be canceling EVO online and we'll work to issue refunds for all the players who chose to purchase a badge. We will donate the equivalent of the proceeds, as promised, to Project Hope. Damn! Jeez. Just. Damn. <coughs> Man. You don't think you can fire me, but this game can still be profitable. No, get the hell out. No. no oh my god. Oh, okay. Man, so here's, the, here's the allegations. 
There were, yeah, there were, yeah, yeah. Okay, fire me, but the game can still no. Take this, take your shit, get the fuck out. So here's the original allegations. Um, he faced allegations from members of the community that claimed Quelar, who also goes by Mr. Wizard, paid out tokens to local members of an arcade who were underage at the time to jump into a pool in only their underwear. And the what the about, hell? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Um, damn. Uh, so he was, he was only one of many people named in a community wide scandal that claims widespread sexual misconduct from within the fighting game community. A similar scandal hit the community last year following evil 2019. Evil online was created as a digital replacement for, uh, after evil 2020's physical event was canceled due to ongoing, uh, modelo concerns. You know what? Honestly, if this many allegations are coming out of this fucking game, it can go. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Holy crap. Oh, fuck me. He paid tokens to underage members to jump in the pool and nothing but their underwear. I mean... Gee, uh, what, what, uh, whatever happened to just regular harassment? You know, like pitching a girl's butt in the office or something. Or, yeah, dang, some man. elaborate shit. You know, gee, I mean, that's what I thought it was. Like, you know, him, like, harassing, like, some kind of, like, female co-worker or something. But nah, dude! Jesus, fuck! I mean, don't, don't get us wrong. We're not we're not condoning any of this behavior. It's just the like, where what? Like this is yeah, so yeah. yeah like you, you just expect something. Like I said, we don't condone it, but you 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 were expecting something like you know, like something not here and this. there, and all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's like. You know, that, you know that's what you did was pretty bad. The guy's like, oh, 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 no, no, you haven't seen bad yet. What the fuck was this? Like the Pedo Olympics? Hold on, guys. I got an even better event. Who's got badges lying around? Check this out. Like, fuck that, man. Yo, freaking seriously. And whatever. Oh, Apparently, God. there's evidence. So this motherfucker, you know, what he did was found illegal. He can rot in jail for all we give a fuck. Yeah, uh, just just Jesus Christ, because honestly, this is a, this is what the third third account of of allegations from Ken following Evo. It can go, bye. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, that. lock him away and his legacy. Yeah, and second thought. Yeah, you know what? Throw him out. Throw the fucking game out with him and every physical copy that was made. Jesus shit. So, <laughs> moving the fuck on from that, because honestly, I don't even know where to stand on that. Well, yeah. we, know, we know where we stand. If he's if he's guilty, throw him in jail. Whatever, let him rot. Fuck him. You know, seriously, it, it, make, it, make sure, it make sure it's in the same room, room with a freaking big guy named Bertha. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Big Bertha? It's implied. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> shit, hold on. <laughs> that's disturbing too. So the Fallout TV shows in the works at Amazon from oh, Westworld like, creators. Web the big. You're about to meet him. Oh god damn! <laughs> didn't didn't we just? Uh... Oh no, that was uh, the guys from Chernobyl are working on a a, a Last of Us TV series. So now yeah. Fallout's getting one. So Amazon Studios has just announced a Fallout TV series from Westworld creators Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy serving as producers. 
Oh, uh, boy. A... Uh, well, it's not 76. That's a plus. But uh, honestly, <laughs> I always felt they should have been a TV series a long time ago. I think they should make just a trilogy of movies, be done with it. Mm. Well, it could, be, it could have that, too. But, I mean, Fallout's one of those uh, universes where there's so many stories, so much you can do. It, yeah, so many settlements. Uh, yeah, I mean, the vaults, you know, the vaults, man. The story behind the, vault the vaults alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, so, seriously, holy shit. Uh, uh, but yeah. 23-second trailer. Hmm. Go ahead, finish what you're saying. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, like, uh, so, you know, a television Fallout, you know, it's, you know, I'm a little curious, but of course I'm going to wait until it's actually appeared and we'll see, we'll see how things go. But, yeah, no, I mean, I think this is a uh, project that should have been done a, a while ago. And I'm curious to see what the final uh, product's going to be. Yeah. I wonder what problem is going to take place. Mm. I mean, to be told, if it's my money, it'll probably, it should t- should take place like around uh, Chicago, that area. Since there was like no real, well, okay, there's a there's a Fallout game, we get Fallout Tactics, but it's still it's still a uh, that people, was a bad uh, game. Yeah, and people still question whether it's canon or not. I mean, the game hints at it, but Bethesda haven't given no real statement yet, so it's like one of those smart on them because that game sucked. So let's <laughs> let's click on this though. I'm deathly curious. Huh. Do you think okay. this is a power suit armor that's looking at the TV right there? I hope that's what that is. <laughs> you know, uh, the, those lights are kind of well placed there you know yeah, what i'm saying you know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of surprised they didn't go with the, the whole uh i don't want to set the world on fire i think that would have been cool yeah you know some kind of classic old school uh, uh something like that i think uh you know you know what i'm kind of hoping with this show is that i hope at least the first half of the season is just like you know, before, you know, be, you know, before the uh, the the war happened, you know, be, you know, it's like you know, kind of get a feel of this this utopia. Uh, you know, before the bombs, you know, before the bombs drop. Nah, I, I, like... I don't know. I mean, I would have really liked to have seen it. You know, like you know, especially how it you know how it goes. You know, seeing nuclear energy stuff. I mean, used use for weapons, used for energy. The nineteen fifty mindset. You know, does not leave and it goes into the future. You know, just just seeing like that. You know, I mean, and Fallout. I mean, you know, half the fun is like you know discovering how the world was before the war. But I wouldn't mind seeing at least a one or two episodes just seeing the world just pure before the bombs drop. I think that would have been really interesting. Nah, I'm good. It says here, Bethesda Game Studios will be involved in the development of the show, and the series director, Todd Howard, will serve as executive producer of the show. Fallout is one of the greatest game series of all time. Each chapter of this insanely imaginative story has cost us countless hours we have currently spent with family and friends. We're so incredibly excited to partner with Todd Howard and have the rest of the brilliant lunatics at Bethesda to bring this massive, submersive, and darkly funny universe alive with Amazon Studios. So don't give him too much. Remember, he gave us Fallout seventy six. Yeah, 
mean, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, Eddie. You know, he, he, I heard he's a good guy and he's and he's talented, but I'm sorry, dude. There's no excuse for 76. So none. Take with a grain of salt, man. Over the last decade, we took we looked at many ways to bring Fallout to the screen, but it was clear that from the moment I spoke with uh, Jonah and Lisa a few years ago, that they and the killer team of Kilter were the ones to do it right. Fallout is a video game RPG series set in the post-apocalyptic wasteland of a nuclear war, but Bethesda purchased the Fallout IP from Interplay in 2007. That's right, Interplay used to do this shit, and turned the yep. isometric RPG series into a first-person RPG with Fallout 3, arguably the worst of them all. Do you don't like Fallout 3? Still don't like it. Holy crap. That's like one of those universally praised ones. Yeah. I mean, my personal favorite is New Vegas of, of the Bethesda. Everybody's line, favorite hey. is New Vegas, dude. I, even I like New Vegas, and I've played it for two hours. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody you know New Vegas was made, you know, was by the original uh, people. So, you know, there's, there's that. Dang, yeah, I, I can't believe it. I think you're the only person I ever heard who doesn't like three. I mean, the most I, the, the most I've ever heard was eh, it's okay, but you are the only one I know. I just find out don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. After I fucking, I think I told this story on here before, but I'll reiterate. I found I found really rare plans for a really powerful revolver way at the beginning of the game. It was like maybe two or three hours in, so I quested for like another six or seven hours. And got the parts for the pistol. And back then, they had this mechanic that if the, the things you broke, the things you used broke, you could repair them sometimes. Otherwise, they would say, oh, broken beyond all repair. So I had gotten this gun. I had quested hours for this gun. Put it together. And went out for the first time to really start my first, uh, you know, mission of the game. And... I fired two shots, bang, bang, broken beyond all repair. Holy crap. I was done. I was done. I took the fucking disc out of my, I think it was my Xbox 360. I walked outside and I just chucked it. I was fucking done. I was like, I just wasted 10 plus hours of my life on a gun that fires twice. And it's broken beyond repair. Fuck this. Not doing it. Was it at least powerful? Yeah. And that was the worst part. Like, it put <coughs> me on an even playing field with all this bullshit that they throw at you right at the beginning of seventy uh, of, of Fallout 3. Because at the beginning of Fallout 3, you have a lot. You have a lot to deal with. It's like they're trying to show you just how fucked this world is by giving you... Like, Nukaton City and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of powerful enemies to play against. So you're you're kind of stuck in this mindset that you're the weaker one. And then I found this one gun that kind of even the playing field. Two shots in, done. Fuck that. I'm done. No. Yeah, I can understand that frustration. Yeah. So plot details or casting haven't been revealed, so it's unclear if Nolan enjoy creating an adaptation of one of Bethesda's Fallout games or a new series set within the Bethesda universe. Well, they got in vaults and uh, vaults and vaults. They don't have to. Yeah, no, no, don't don't do an adaptation of a game. No, no, because no, no. You, you yeah you won't be able to do ex uh, you won't be able to do it justice. Fallout each Fallout game is too is too uh, vast and expansive. Just do a completely original uh, story. There's like and uh, and Dead Man literally said it. There's literally vaults upon vaults upon vaults. Yeah. Uh, 
and like I said, hey, you could you could have a whole series, at least a season, just in the vaults alone. I mean, those, those vaults, there's some fucked up stories. Yeah, seriously, hey. the, the inter the inter vault politics, it's pretty you nuts. Know? Right, and he's for I me. Mean, heck, you know, even the conception of the vaults is, you know, it's a fucked up thing. It's like, yeah, is it here to uh, protect us? Yeah, sure, that's what that is. Okay, we're really using this, you know, for a psychological test to see if we have to go out in oh, space. Oh, that was and... some of them. That was some of them. Yeah, was yeah. Some of the vaults were some of that. Uh, why? Yeah. I, I know a lot about this shit too. Like, I know you do too, and it's weird that we know like we know opposite sides of the information. So together we make one index. It's weird. So let's take, yeah, exactly. Let's yeah, take a look the, at some of these the reviews. Of oh, wait, go wait, go back. Wait, go back. Let's Fallout Two. What was Fallout One? Score? Fallout One was before <laughs> real PC games were reviewed, so we don't have an actual review for it. Okay then. So yeah, we're checking out the scores right now. And yeah. Fallout Two, eight point. Nah, nah. I'm sorry, dude. That should be like a nine point zero minimum. No, uh, I agree with an eight point nine. Yeah. Fallout Tactics. This is the one we were talking 8. about. 3. Yeah, eight point three. Uh, yeah, the the gameplay wasn't exactly the best, but the story was decent. I thought it was just uh, it was it was one of those games where you're like, I don't think this is a Fallout game, and I don't think it should be a Fallout game. I think this should be like a DLC or an add-on or something, but it never felt like a fully fledged game. So well, let's see. Yeah, it's it's a take. Ah yes, Brotherhood, Brotherhood of, Steel. of Steel. God, this was also, also stupid. Yeah, this is the one that just felt like, what the heck are we doing? Yeah, this was really I, bad. Yeah, I mean, I get it. They was trying something new, but there's different ways to go about it. And this was not one. Yeah, they went full Mad Max on it, and it just did not work, especially with no. the, uh, especially with the slower paced environment of what hot, what Fallout is supposed to be. This like really fast paced lock on systems that they used to have in the back of the day <laughs> just did not work. That's a seven point five. Fallout three is a nine point six. Yeah, dude. Some people call it like the perfect game, some like the, the, the favorite game of all time. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Uh, oh. Fallout three Operation Anchorage. Oh, I forgot about now, this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They're, not, they're reading the DLC. Yeah, uh, Operation Anchorage, I thought it was kind of just too easy. I still haven't played The Pit. That's the only one of the Fallout 3 DLCs I have not played, and that's the freaking Pit. I need to go back and play it. I need, I need to play that, you know, that section, The Pit. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, Broken Steel. I did play this I, one. Yeah, yeah, a requirement, in my opinion, because that yeah. ending was bullshit. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, Broken Steel pretty much fixed that. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, if you get any DLC... That's like the one I think is, is like a, a true requirement of the uh, series. Uh, Point Lookout did not play that one. Mothership Zeta did not play this one. Yeah, Mothership Zeta. I don't know. It was one of those. It was fun, but it was kind of like one of those. Okay, I'm in a ship here. Why am I supposed to care? I mean, I'm, I'm in a ship. I'm, I'm not no supposed to care, but I really don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I saw I saw uh, like people playing this and I was just like, eh, I'm I'm good. Like they went a little bit too far and too off the rails with the whole aliens thing. Yeah, even though it was all in the end did de- de- decidedly not canon, it's still like, come the fuck on, bro. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Fallout New Vegas gets an 8.5. Oh, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. I mean, I get people's, uh, you know, grace in the beginning. But I'm sorry, dude. Those were technical issues. And technical issues can be fixed. And they have been fixed. A lot of it has been, yeah. I don't know know if this is the original review or an updated one. But if it's the original review, I can totally see an 8.5. Yeah, since like 2010, so it must be the original review because yeah. I'm freaking sorry, dude. No, New Vegas, it's pretty much I, I consider Fallout Three pretty much perfected. Uh, you know, they I fixed. Get, the I gave it they, about they, an eight point seven five. You know, wait, wait, wait! What'd you get Fallout Three? I, I think you're a nine point six. I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, like Fallout Three was so bugged to me. And had so many issues with the uh, RNG regarding rare items. Because I, I, I went back and played it. Don't get me wrong. I know I tell this story like I've never played it again. I have. I've gone back and I've tried. And the the RNG on some of the items where the RNG should be higher on, on low-level items. Like the RNG should not be so random when it comes to high-level items. High-level armor and the rewards you get for for more in-game stuff like the rng should not be universally applied to a game like that especially with level scaling so that's actually my biggest issue with it so honestly if i were to give it something if i could if i were to give it a score out of 10 it rank about seven because the dialogue was incredible the depth of the writing was also incredible. The how detailed it went with a lot of the world and a lot of the lore, also incredible. It wasn't the story; it was the gameplay, and it kind of fucked me out of the entire experience. Which one are we talking about here? Fallout Three. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Like... Yeah, I do. I do remember you, like you know, saying about that gun that you couldn't get. <laughs> <laughs> he got destroyed in two shots. That was pretty funny. Yeah, and I, and I did go back. I have gone back, and I did try it. And it was just, I was just the RNG should not be applied universally across all things. And I know, like on on paper, that sounds fair. But when you spend eight nine hours trying to complete a series of quests, and you get this really cool armor piece, or you know, this really cool. Uh, you know, weapon or weapon mod, only to have the whole fucking thing break down in one or two hits, or like in in my case, one of them that never broke down. <laughs> I forgot which one it was. I think it was like one of the cheaper rifles that you could just keep building on till it's like a world destroyer. And uh, yeah, it never broke. It never broke even once. But I had gotten like super rare ranger armor. And get hit twice by a super mutant, and that's it. Fucking thing's fucked. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, nah, dude. Like, like, your RNG should not be applied universally. Uh, Fallout New Vegas Dead Money. It's bad. Hornet Honest Hearts. Bad. Fallout New Ugh. Vegas Old World Blues. Also bad. Uh, Lonesome oh, Road. I, I, like the, I like the Lonesome Road. It, 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 well, I mean, okay. I mean, I know every uh, one of the fa- New Vegas DLC, you know, it's like it's all it's like it's a connecting story to, that leads up to one character, and 
damn, you, uh, I think his name is Ulysses. God, I love that guy. That guy was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. you know what? It, it was tough. It, Lonesome Road was a bitch to get through. You had to be a certain level just to uh-huh. try to survive. Yeah. But it was a good test to see how good you was. Yeah. I mean, it was, to be fair. Uh, Fallout Shelter. Oh, I love Fallout Shelter. I got addicted to this thing for fucking ever. Yeah. And it got a 6.8. That sucks. Yeah, that game's really addicting. Uh, (laughs) I have to get out while I can. I know. And they give it a 6.8. I don't know. I love that. I love that thing. It was a lot of fun. And here it is, Fallout 4, the one I loved, gets a 9.5, even more so than uh, Fallout 3. That's cool. No, I think Fallout 3 is higher. I don't think so. Yeah, one second. We'll about to follow, find out. Wait. 9.6. Yeah, damn it. I told you. I told you. But you just point, cannot one compare point, one. To, the, to the awesomeness of this Fallout 3. I liked I liked Fallout Four more. I, I liked it way way more. And honestly, the story little predictable, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, true. What faction you usually side with? None. In the end, I destroy them all. <laughs> no, nah, I stick with the Brotherhood of Steel. Fuck well, that man. or I I go with uh, the 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 scientists. Oh yeah yeah no I I I, I destroy yeah. them all. <laughs> Nah, I, I can't do that. <laughs> Wasteland forever. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what the world freaking needs. <laughs> uh, uh, Automatron. Automatron. Uh, yeah, no, nah, this it yeah, was, that is bad. It, it, it was just there. I'm not gonna say it was bad. But it was just there. It's like one of those. It was bad. You played it. Now it's over. Wasteland Workshop was. I I, I don't like. <laughs> You know, I'm sorry. Like the mods, pretty much made those stupid, you know, you know, you know those type of DLCs pretty much worthless. Yeah, Fall Far Harbor was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Far Harbor was really cool. I loved seeing all the new stuff and all the new creatures and all the new elements. Uh, that one was really cool. I would uh, kill the guy in Yoinki's outfit. I love that outfit. The old, I know you're that old about, guy. Yeah. yeah, the old guy with the black uh, outfit and the trench coat. Dude, I, I would kill. Like one playthrough, I just literally went to Far Harbor, killed that guy, stole his outfit, and then played the rest of the game normal. <laughs> I love that outfit. It just pisses me off. I couldn't get it any other way. But I don't care. I'll kill the bitch. I, I, I already do. know that island. So. <laughs> I do love the replicant, uh, kind of like replacing with an android type of thing. You know, you know what I mean. Oh like, yeah, I, I yeah. liked that aspect of it. Like when everybody's like, "Are they an android? Are they not an android? Did you replace them with an android? I don't know." But you know, like it's pretty cool. I like the paranoia it drums up. Very, uh, very. <laughs> I don't want to. I hate to say it, but very Lovecraft. You know? Yeah, kind of. Fuck them though. Uh, <laughs> Fallout uh, Contraptions yeah. Workshop again. Mods yeah. take care of that. Vault yeah. Tech Workshop. This one was actually not bad. Not bad, not but bad. in the same one, it's like I said, mods, man. Mods pretty much kill yeah. those ones. Nuka World. Uh... I haven't. I mean, I, I started playing it, but I kind of stopped. I mean, I, I kind of got, got, got burned out of Fallout by the time Nuka World came out. So uh, I need to go back and actually sit down and actually play that seriously. 
Yeah, I, mean, I just um, got to the point where you can like pick through between like I think it was like three factions. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's some choices, and I made the wrong one, and I didn't want to start over, so I just had to deal with it. That's why you have save files. Yeah. <laughs> Fallout VR was god awful. It was terrible. I saw the gameplay of uh, this, and it was so glitched out. It was bad. I think it's one of those things where you have to play by yourself because you know a guy, you know, our our mutual friend, you know, uh-huh. was part of the dead, dead channel. You know, he would rave about uh, uh, VR, like how like he would hold up a gun and he and you would realize like just how many parts it was actually working. You know, in, in a certain gun, like I, I, he he was raving about the details that 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 uh, VR that the VR version had. Eh. And and, and I, I suppose that's true. I'm a little curious. I just don't want to spend that much. Uh, I don't want to buy a whole VR money. setup for one game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not. I mean, VR VR seems uh, VR seems fascinating. Don't get me wrong, but I there's nothing like no one thing that makes you want to go out and buy that expensive setup. I mean, VR is expensive. You yeah. need a you need you, you need a kick ass PC to run it. Then you need like a you know like a oh it's a thousand dollar headset or like I think minimum like, like yeah yeah like seven hundred six seven hundred dollars minimum. For a proper VR setup, plus you need the space. Yeah, you know, you know to play. It's just one of those. No, oh yeah, no, I, you know, you can't close that. Fallout, Fallout seventy six five point should be way lower. Fallout seventy six should be a fucking zero. But the reason I closed that is because we've been on Fallout for a while, so it's time to move on. Uh, let's take a look at this. Uh, this is something that actually I read somewhere else. And um, it's not looking good uh, for this. So let's take a look at this. Uh, game, IDG and other game publishers are considering raising game prices for PS5 and Series X. The cost <laughs> of development has increased between two and 300% while game prices have remained flat. There's a reason for that, Bubba. There's a reason for that. Every time you raise the game prices, you don't sell shit. This has been proven for <laughs> four generations now. You're, you're, just because you're making a new system, it doesn't mean that you, that that's going to change. So let's take a look at this. Yeah, pretty much. Game publishers are considering raising the price for games of PS5 and Series X, same, says games research firm IDG Consulting. It follows the news that NBA 2K21 will be priced at $70 in the next console, $10 more expensive than it is in the current devices. Speaking with the GameIndustry.biz, IDG President and CEO Yoshio Osaki says that game pricing has remained flat since 2005, whereas TV and movie pricing has increased significantly? No. TVs have yeah. gotten actually cheaper. It's gone the other way. Movies, same fucking thing. It's gone the other way. We had a spike in the 2005s, 6s, and 7s. You went all the way up to the, to the 2010s. Now you can buy a, a fucking 55-inch 4K TV for 200 bucks. So I don't know where he got that information. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong, but you know, they seem to seem to neglect one thing. Even if even if it was increased, you know, a movie didn't cost fifty dollars, you know, or sixty dollars. No. 
So let's see here. The last time the next-gen software pricing went up was in 2005 and six, when it went from 49.99 to 50.99, 59.99 at the start of the Xbox 360 and PS3 generation. I never remember them being fifty dollars. I always remember them being sixty. What about no, you? No, no, it was fifty. It was fifty. Yeah, I remember you know PS2 games and Xbox. Well, they were fifty bucks. Huh. Um. Yeah, yeah, it was fifty. It, it's been so long, but yeah, no, they were fifty dollars. You know, I do PS2, Xbox, and they were fifty. And I still, I still have the price tag on one of my uh, PS2 games, and yeah, no, they were fifty dollars. I was yeah. like, I was shocked. I, I still remember because I, I remember being at Walmart and I saw Quake Four for the for the three sixty. It was like sixty bucks. I was like, huh, but whatever, you know, higher graphics and all that stuff. So I got it. So you know, fine, but still expensive though. But Dang. Yeah, yeah, let's see. So it says here, during that time, the cost of prices of, and other affiliated verticals have gone up. Wasaki says that the next-gen console game productions have cost between 2 to 300% more, uh, depending on the IP studio and genre, but the prices have remained at $59.99. But meanwhile, cinema tickets have risen 39%. Close. We did it on this show. It's risen about, what, 12? 12 to 14%? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, I, That was like one of our first episodes. You know, yeah, cinema cinema tickets just just rise in general throughout the year, so that's really nothing new. Most of it is taxes. You know, I mean, heck, I, heck, I mean, I still remember when, like when tickets were like three bucks. Yeah, well, I remember when little, it was like uh, four bucks. Yeah, yeah, like you know, of course, we were little kids back then, but no, nah, like ticket prices just right. You know, they've been rising throughout the year, so that's not really they always rise. Yeah, that's not a that's not a good baseline. Netflix subscription costs have gone up a hundred percent. That's why a lot of people started leaving Netflix. <laughs> cable packages yeah. have risen by a hundred and five percent. Also, a reason cable TV is no longer the big thing it was. Yeah. Even with the increase to sixty nine ninety nine for next gen, that price increase from two thousand five to two twenty to twenty twenty, next gen is only up seventeen percent, far lower than the other comparisons. Well, we oh already God. said the comparisons are false. Yeah, nah, you can't you can't compare that kind of crap. I mean, I guess you can, but it's moot because, like I said, everything you mentioned don't cost like fifty bucks per per unit, or I'm sorry, sixty dollars per unit. Yeah, and on top of all of that, we we like we're we're just saying it, but we there is fucking data upon data upon data, stacks of data that have proven that cinema ticket prices have risen thirty nine percent, and uh, as a direct uh, as a direct result of that, cinema goings have fallen. Netflix subscription costs have gone up a hundred percent. Netflix has, has bled customers. Cable TV packages, nobody even signs up for cable anymore. Everybody signs up for fucking internet. So, like... Uh, or that or satellite. Or or satellite. Like, the, these things are not a, a baseline to base one-shot entertainment off of. Like, these are all subscription packages, so you can't compare the two. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh... Next-gen software pricing has not reflected these increases. 59 to 69 does not even cover these other cost increases completely, but it does move it more in the proper direction. He continues, IDG works with all major game publishers, and our channel checks indicate that other publishers are also exploring moving their next-gen pricing up on certain franchises, the same for, uh, for the same reasons outlined above. 
Not every game should garner the $69.99 price point on next chain, but flagship AAA titles such as NBA 2K merit this pricing more than others. Fuck that! Yeah, I forget. Sorry, dude. Yeah, NBA, NBA two. No, you will make that money and then some through your stupid microtransactions. Don't try to bullshit us. Oh, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. This, this is so stupid. Sixty dollars is already coming to steep, but now you want to go to seventy. Look at this. This guy's already tearing their argument down two days ago. A research chemist. He is just fucking tearing them apart. Yeah. Well, this should. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, the whole game industry is like, no, like, people already strain over the $60 price tag. You know, you want to increase it, uh, increase it more to $70? You're freaking nuts. Yeah, and the industry did take a big hit when the prices increased. I mean, I don't remember ever them ever being $50. I remember them being 60 completely. But, I mean, Dude, I remember, yeah, I remember that, that that was a big hit. Yeah, like you have a bad memory because yeah, no, it was fifty dollars for a while. Hmm. Uh, uh, let's skip that one. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much yeah. We're we're pretty much good with that. Uh, but still, like uh, overall seventy dollars. No, screw you. You you, no. you want to call me discount Dan because I'm gonna be touching the game <laughs> until it's like forty bucks. Then I mean, like you you can't compete with shit like Steam. Or the origin store, or anything else that's going to be all completely digital. You, that's your that's your fucking competition, and you're going to try to raise the prices like that. Fuck you, dude. Good luck. And that's other other things. Like, shouldn't the digital copies be cheaper since so you don't have to worry about manufacturing discs or anything like that, or shipping costs? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the way <laughs> I look at it. Yeah, I mean, it's only logical. I mean, technically, digitals should be cheaper, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so a 16-year-old student was arrested for allegedly threatening to blow up Konami's headquarters. I pray he wasn't a listener of ours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Maybe, maybe the power of muster flow through. I mean, it, 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 oh, it doesn't matter if Kojima works there or not. He worked there at one point, so, he, so everything Kojima touched must die. Oh, no. So a 16-year-old student has been arrested in Japan for allegedly threatening to blow up Konami's Tokyo headquarters. According to Yomiuri, uh, the suspect made, threatening to, made, th- made the threats <clears throat> between June 16th and June 18th on the review section of an online app store. Another Japanese outlet, Mainichi, uh, reports that the game in question is Pro Evolution Sp- Soccer, <laughs> the smartphone app. Uh, it reports that the suspect allegedly wrote, I'm going to blow up Konami's headquarters. I'm going to kill the people who work at Konami. That's a quote, folks. Don't, I don't need any FBI open ups on my ass. <laughs> That's a quote, literally what this kid wrote. Uh, the student added that terrorism was possible even in a country like Japan. He has reportedly admitted to the charges, explaining that he was frustrated by network connectivity issues that he says are a defect and caused him to lose matches. Konami has said strengthening security in response to the threat. Damn. Holy dang. <laughs> Jesus uh, uh, fuck. Yeah, That's intense, go- dude. <laughs> Pro Evolution Soccer, a smartphone app game, people. Wow. And he's gonna and and, and that's the thing is like he he's not even like taking oh it's just a joke or just out of frustration. No, he just flat out admitted it. No, I was gonna kill these assholes because uh, because of my network connectivity and I'm losing matches because of their shoddy work. 
I'm like, dang. Damn. I mean, Konami are idiots, but... I don't think they deserve to be terrorized. Not for something like that, or I don't know, anything really. Good God. Shit. I'm just like, I'm losing. How about internet connection? Well, it's working normal. Fucking army! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Yeah, I, 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 I agree know. with that. I agree with that one statement. This kid has way deeper issues. Than I think <laughs> Unless this thing's like it's literally his whole world. It's like I was lost until I found pro evolutionary soccer. I, I can't even justify that. I can't even justify that. I gotta look at this and go like, this, this, this is fucked. This I mean, the most I've ever. The, the mo- I mean, when, when Call of Duty, you know, like 4, World of War 2 and all that stuff, you know, when you had stuff like this, you know, the most you would get is like a fight breaking out. Yeah. But, like, well, I mean, like swatting but, was not a thing yet, but. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, exactly. But holy crap, this guy's like, oh, oh I'm sick of losing to this. There's only one person to blame, even though I have a super expensive internet connection with 15 terabyte connection you know whatever it's konami their shoddy work is causing me to lose gaze even though i'm not even getting paid for it i know i just oh i have like uh i i i don't know exactly where to go with this because i mean this is fucked yeah I mean, like I said, I mean, it, it was a joke. We just uh, we could just like you know joke around. It's like okay, you know, you're you're a freaking idiot. You know, look what happened. But no, this guy seems to be one hundred percent serious. Like, no, I, I'm gonna kill him. This is totally fucked. And on top of all of that, I mean, like you have, like literally, he followed it up with terrorism as possible, even in a country like Japan. Fuck. Me. I mean, that, right? It's like, yeah, it's like this is to- yeah, it's totally possible. Oh, you took away our guns? Not a problem. I mean, dang, what do you do with that? I don't, I don't, you no. Go to go directly to jail. Do not pass <laughs> go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Fuck the fuck off. That's two assholes that deserve to be in jail. So we're just gonna move the fuck on from that. Cause holy shit. Hey, remember the EA story? Uh, we're not doing that one. I had a little bit too much of that already in this in this podcast, so <laughs> we'll do it in the we'll do it in the post show. So let's get that and move on. Holy Man. shit! And that's the way they had this section on freaking terrorism. It's like, oh, yeah, you, think, hey, you think you're safe? Like, dang! Moving on. Damn! Moving on. <laughs> just, just keep on trucking. Speaking of terrorism, though, Michael Bay's Songbird, Actors Union, orders cast not to work on the pandemic movie. Uh, <laughs> well, the real movie interferes with the movie pandemic. Huh. Yeah, so I guess my Michael Bay was making a pan- uh, pandemic movie called Songbird. And... Interesting. So uh, how is this going to be? Exploding viruses? What? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I feel a little sick. 
Oh God, he caught it. I'm you know telling what? you, dude. Like, I feel fine. I'll call it. I'll call it. I'll tell you, dude. Viruses that make you explode. They you know, that. <laughs> that make you drive cars off of cliffs with explosions behind you while you explode and doves fly out of random places. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Wait, wait, isn't dove a, a doves a John Woo thing? Uh, it, it's a Michael Bay thing now, too. Why not? <laughs> Whatever. They're, they're on fire, too, and they explode after a while, too. <laughs> Fuck right? it. Go full Michael Bay. <laughs> Yo, seriously. <laughs> Oh, these doves, the symbol of peace. You think you're safe, huh? Well, I'm the bay. Yeah. <laughs> so, producer Michael Bay's pandemic thriller Songbird was expected to be one of the first Hollywood projects to enter production in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. But the film has encountered a new complication. Songbird has been hit with Songbird has been hit with a do not work order by the Actors Union. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the union issued the order after serious concerns were raised about the unclear safety precautions being employed on set. Until Bay completes the, signat- the signatory processes, uh, the Guild is banning its members from participating in the movie. Now, let's face it. We have confirmation that Michael Bay is a piece of shit on, on, on set. So, like, are you really surprised... Like between like like the two people in this call, are you really surprised? Like the guild stepped in and was like, just just fucking don't. <laughs> I'm kind of more surprised. There's actually an, an actors union. Oh yeah, the guild. Yeah, for years. Oh, go figure. There's, so even, weird, there's huh? even a, there's even a joke in uh uh Bowfinger, you know, with Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Where the guy comes in and he's like, that was a fantastic take. Are you part of the guild? And he goes, yes, I am. Did throw his ass out? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a huge thing. Like, even uh, Robin Williams made a joke about it when he was doing the stand-up special. Like, he drops a bottle of water and he's like, guild guys are like, don't touch it, Mr. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> so, uh, apparently, though, an update as of yesterday. Uh, the Guild has now rescinded its order after reaching an agreement with Songbird producers. The union's members are, again, free to participate in the show. So that, that whole fucking thing just added up to a whole lot of nothing. Well, it just, well now we know that Michael Bay is making a pandemic movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, can, uh, can you imagine, like M- Michael Bay, uh, sir, Mister Bay? You do, uh, you do realize this is a pandemic. You know, th- th- there's no explosions when it comes to this kind of yep. stuff. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I can keep, keep it right. I mean, I, I can't imagine like Michael Bay like sitting in his chair twitching, like I haven't exploded anything in the past five minutes. Oh my god! Dude. You know, like holy, I probably watch it just to see if he manages to squeeze at least one explosion in there. He's there's I, gonna be explosions. <laughs> there's gonna be explosions. There's gonna be like like questionably aged women that are you know fucking in questionable attire. It's Michael Bay, dude. Like he can't make a serious movie. Like, like oh, he can. No, he can't. No, he. The, he, he, he he, he's proven that he can. With which movie? Uh, The Rock? That was a joke. 
No. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was a serious movie. These no, it was, a, were kept it was a fun movie. It was a yeah. fucking joke. It was a fucking joke. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was a, yes, it, it was. It, it was entertaining. It was. It, it, it worked for what it was. It, 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 and all the explosions made sense. <laughs> Did they? Did they really? <laughs> and, 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 and bad boys. Uh, no, that was Bruckheimer. He was just there to make it look pretty. No, that was him and Bruckheimer. They both were there. So let's oh, yeah, he was there, but <laughs> there you go. Well, the Rock is a 7.4 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Jesus. I want to see what it's like. Uh, I want to. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's take a look at it. Wait, wait, no, like, wait, wait, wait. No, check out, check out his movie list. Michael Bay's movie list. Like, I've seen it. Actually... It's a lot of explosions. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, Michael Bay, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just went off the rails one day. Uh, because he could. He could make, you know. Yeah, because he made Bad Boys 2 without Jerry Bruckheimer. Oh, well, well, there you go. 85, uh, 80, 85% audience. The audience enjoyed it. But, oh, 66% please. with a tomato meter. Well, I'm sorry, dude. When it comes to movie critics... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we have a we have a but, love and hate relationship with them. You know, so so uh, so basically what you're saying is without Jerry Bruckheimer to pretty much you know keep him on a leash. Yeah. Ugh, wait, has he made a decent movie that, that didn't that didn't involve Bruckheimer? No. Cause even <laughs> cause even fucking Bad Boys Two or Bad Boys Three was it? I think it was Bad no, no, Boys uh, Three. Hold on. Well, uh, no, that, no, it's Bad Boys for Life. I don't think he was involved in the, that one. Uh, yeah, he was. Michael Bay? Yeah. I know he's involved in one and two, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't have anything to do with three. Because I'm actually sure that, yeah, directed by Michael Bay. And this no, this is, is uh, wait, go back up. This ain't, this ain't Bad Boys 3. I know this is Bad Boys 2. Uh, this yeah. is uh, directed yeah. by Michael Bay, and it did not have Bruckheimer yeah. on it. Oh, there you go. And there was so much wrong with this movie. Like, so much wrong with this. Look at this. <laughs> 23% well, tomato meter. But the audience seems to enjoy it. And not to mention, you have to remember, I mean, look at Bad Boys 3. Like, you know, made a ton of money. You know, praised by audiences. So, you know, the legacy of Marco Bay did something right. Let's see. Bad Boys for Life. Which is see? 77 I, and a 96. Yeah. yeah. So, so the legacy of Marco Bay, you know, still has it, I guess. Uh, I don't see Jerry Bruckheimer. No, he didn't direct this. This was uh, Adili and Bellini Fala. Uh, those those are two new guys. But I know Jerry Bruckheimer had something to do with this one. I just don't remember what it was. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it doesn't show like you know executive producers or producer credits. Yeah, so like I'm that. going back. Hold on. Because it was it was awesome. It was an awesome movie, and I loved it. And. I was really impressed, so let's take a look at this. Hold on. Because uh, I know Bruckheimer yeah. has something to do with this, because he was back, and that's one of the whole reasons I went to go see it. <laughs> it's not showing on IMDb. Hmm. I mean, unless it's like a 
I also don't want to. I also don't want to fucking you know spend a lot of time here. Uh, just some screenplay and stuff like that. You probably go to Wikipedia or something to check out producers and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah we're, just, we're just gonna move the fuck on. Either way, it was a good. It was a good movie. I liked it. So yeah, it's very good. So let's take a look at this though. Aliens versus Predator versus Iron Man. No. Marvel Comics acquires two iconic sci-fi franchises. Good. Well, yeah, because they acquired Fox, and Fox actually owns the film rights to both Alien and Predator. Good. Excellent. Maybe maybe they'll uh, adapt a lot of the comics uh, into this because because I'm sorry, dude. Like the comics were uh, the comics were pretty good, and it's expanded on everything. But no, you know, some and, and, of uh, the comics were good. Some it, of the comics were good. The founding of Hatley's Hope was good. You know what mm-hmm. wasn't good? The fucking water planet. Oh, you know what else wasn't good? The <laughs> fucking planet full of sentient snakes. Ah. Hey, and all of a sudden, no. fucking Zeno, boom, alien, bam. That was it. That was their whole fucking take on the goddamn entire comic book series. <laughs> hey, we're gonna go check out this new fucking cool thing. Boom, Zenos. What? Hey. <laughs> well, <laughs> what? it's called. You gotta have them in there, right? <laughs> what the fuck? How the fuck did you end up here? What the fuck? And it's always the bullshit reason. Oh, a flea on the back of a rat on the back of a fucking ship that was brought here by someone's cat somehow was carrying a Xeno egg. What? Somehow. Fuck. Oh, you didn't know that, man? Because <laughs> uh, apparently there's always one Xeno queen on every ship they crash into. You know, it's... You know, it's, it's just... You know, it, 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 can't it's get rid of them. Can't get rid of them. They're the fucking cockroaches, bro. What's that? You well, sit down on a planet with Xenos? Well, not you're infested. If you see one, there's 50 where that came from. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck this stupid fucking... <laughs> fuck that dumbass formula that the fucking comic books had, dude. It was so stupid. Uh, oh, right. Remember the red Xenomorphs? Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. And the Red Queen. No. And- And the whole reason they did that, they fucking admitted it. The whole reason they did that was literally just to use the words Red Queen. Yeah. That was it. (laughs) That was the entirety of that whole fucking comic. Somehow they've become even tougher. They're even more bulletproof, and now they're more intelligent. Why? Because they're red. What does the red have to do with anything? I don't know, but it does. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck those fucking comics. No. Oh, but no, no, but dead no, dead. no, there's two yes. comics I want to see. And that is, um, that is the, the founding of Hadley's hope and the journey of the Nostromo. That's oh, it. Dude. That's all I want to well, see. Yeah. yeah. That's a good start, but there's just so no, much no, more. Take your that's ass the, in the backyard. That the, that the lay comics have down. to offer, man. I mean, there's just so much lore no, and no. story. Lay, lay a tarp down. I want you to take all of your aliens' comics, <laughs> throw them in the middle oh, of the tarp, man. cover them with gasoline oh, and ether, and you some have dynamite, it all now. and you light have it all. that bitch. Make these comics a reality. Bring them to the screen. Fuck that. No. Silver or big screen. No. If you listen to him, I'm letting you know now I'm going to hurt him. 
I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to threat anybody in the, in the Fox Australian yeah, franchise. We, I'm going to hurt yeah, my I mean, brother. Yeah, 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 better not hurt them. You know, we all know we, we just experienced someone who already tried. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm just going to hurt my brother. So let's take a look at this. The Alien and Predator franchise have been a mainstay in the comic book industry for decades, and they both found out new home. IGN can exclusively reveal that Marvel Comics has acquired the rights to both Alien and Predator, paving the way for a new line of comics set in the, future, in the cinematic sci-fi universe. While Marvel isn't start. ready to reveal specific titles or creative teams yet, we can debut a pair of incredible teaser images drawn by Batman artist David Finch. First up is Finch's take on the Alien's big chap xenomorph. Big chap, baby. Which is, I believe is the original. Well, there you go. Look at that. Yeah, Beautiful. it is. Look. There you go, man. Then Sue, we'll, we'll have a whole cinematic universe. Shut up. Then feast well, no, your eyes I mean, no, on no. Finch's Marvel proved no, no. Marvel proved they can make that work. So I, I'll be all for mm. that. <laughs> you really hate the comics. <laughs> and there's Predator with, uh, I guess it's an Iron Man drone skull because yeah. he couldn't take out yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, he could. He's the freaking predator. No, he can't. Yeah, he, yeah, he can. He literally fucking can't. Any any of the technology I, that he I'm would freaking have. Sorry, dude. If Captain America could take out Iron Man, the predator should be able to. Because it's a one on one fight, and Cap is Cap. Well, you can't well, kill. Well, Cap. No, it's a one on one fight, but everything was actually made that Tony would lose. It was in close. It was close quarters. He did. He didn't want to kill Cap. If he really wanted to kill Cap, Cap would have been dead. Yeah. But let's hold on. We're talking about two different fighting styles, though. Cap is going to beat your ass to your face, face to face, man to man, toe to toe. He's going to come at you full fucking force, d- d- damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. The Predator is going to try to hunt you, and he's going to use technology that he knows, which Tony already has way more advanced technology of. Oh, look at my little invisibility race. Tony has fucking. 32 spectrums of light he can filter through his goddamn Well, yeah, suit. no, I mean, when it comes to technology, of course, Tony doesn't have the, have the advantage. But like I said, I mean, I went that route because that's what because that's uh, the only chance Predator has is, you know, like being in a similar situation where Cap was in the with Tony in the uh, Civil War movie. Yeah, no, of course, but like, like so, I'm saying, like, like Predators, their their species likes to hunt to you, to hunt you. It can't do that with with Tony's technology. Like it loses no. that advantage, so it has no, no choice but to go toe to toe, and it's gonna lose. Toe to toe, like I said, if Cap can do it, no, the Predator would be it should be able to handle it. Dude, um, I don't think these things are as strong as Cap. They're strong. No, actually, no, actually, no. Their strength actually rivals Cap. I think you forget. <laughs> you forgetting the comics, man? You gotta read no, the comics. No, no, <laughs> yes, no. It's all in there. Oh, it's all there. <laughs> but basically, Marvel is uh, has acquired Alien versus Predator, and honestly, good on them because Marvel would know how to handle it. They've you know they've proven it time and time again. Mm. And it'd be nice to see uh, you know if they're gonna do uh, more verses on comic book characters because you know because Alien and Predators ha- had those verses with like Superman and Batman. I think they even had one with Judge Dredd, uh, ah. Terminator. Nah. So. <laughs> Please do. No. Uh, <laughs> accept it. Accept the comments. I'm not. Ex- accept it. I'm not. It's will, all in will there. Will not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but basically, nah, Marvel, you know, so you're good on them. You're good on them. They uh, they need it, and hopefully Disney will see the potential, and we can actually get some proper aliens movies. 
<sighs> and uh, so, yeah, good on them. Curious to see how, how they're going to take it. He did a wonderful uh, render. Very. <coughs> oh, Excuse me. Excuse me. Very cool. Moving on, though, because fuck that. All right, so AMC Theater's reopening postponed to July 30th uh, has been set to reopen 450 locations on July 15th and is now moved to July 30th. Uh, Hmm. Update number two, apparently. We're starting from there. Uh, AMC Theater's pushback is reopening by two weeks due to the surge in in new cases. Uh, the theater chain giant will now reopen 450 of its 600 theaters on July 30th instead of 15th. That is, of course, unless COVID numbers continue to spike. And when AMC theaters do open, there will be, uh, of course, as we read in a show or two ago, certain guidelines they're going to have to face, including using, you know, your COVID mask as a feeding trough. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, I don't think, I, I think, I still think this is a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. And, and again, we don't want <laughs> but, to talk about current events, but to, this is entertainment and it is something that's going to affect the entertainment world. So we kind of have to talk about this. So I think it's a bad idea. I, I think for the I think for the foreseeable future, AMC, AMC should invest in some online servers, something that's going to be able to distribute shit digitally and just start packing into theaters, man. You know, right? Or, no, well, or as we suggested, you know, drive in, drive in theaters, man. Or drive ins, yeah, that would be that would be epic. Seriously, it's like in like, and we read that argue like, uh, article a few episodes back that you know the, a drive in theater in Texas, you know, is actually doing great business now, and yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like. I'm telling you, man, drive in theater. You know, that's your, uh, you know, buy up those old drive in theaters. They're still around. They're the still they're out still, there. Yeah. You know, they're barren, but, you know, just spend some money to fix them up and uh, bam, you know, the cost, still problem solved. The cost of reopening drive-in theaters would be less than half of trying to implement all these sterilization techniques. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to worry about anything, you know. Everyone's enclosed. Heck, the cars themselves are, are already spread apart. The only thing that, that we require is to go to that little uh, that little section just to get snacks. But other and, than that, and make that drive through. Make yeah, a, there you make go. a drive through. No, don't fucking walk in. Make a drive through, and if you want to refill, you have to purchase a whole new thing, so that discourages people from going through twice. So there you go, and then you and you know what happens? Then you double your money because my ass will buy two tubs of popcorn just so <laughs> I don't have to go back through the fucking line. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I would. I, need I love. Uh, <laughs> I, I love. I love popcorn, but I love. I don't know what it is. Like you know, maybe it's the cheese. Movie theater nachos. I just love that shit. You know, you know, like <laughs> it's just something about it. There's just something about it, and that way you can still you, you minimize you you take your uh you take your full theater crew and you minimize them to a skeleton crew of you know projectionists, uh, concession stand people, and um, uh, ticket takers and ticket sellers. So you cut your crew literally in half. Mm-hmm. Because, like we said, yeah, those those theaters are still out there. They haven't been torn down. Most of them are privately owned now. 
So like, yeah. the cost of just shutting up your buildings that have been specifically built to be theaters and just and just going and refurbishing or re-establishing a drive-in, is it's, it'll be half. It'll be half the cost and you'll get double your money back. Problem solved. I mean, but man, I mean, I understand it's a business, you know, they're making money, but there are options, people. It's yeah, not this, that isn't hard. A, this isn't a black and white thing. It's not everything or nothing. No, man. Oh, well. Moving on from that, let's go ahead and dead that and move on. <laughs> we have a new number one. Oh, it's Rockstar. Yeah, uh, it's back. I guess we. I guess uh, Takashi Six Nine wasn't uh, not the holy crap. It's dang, he's not even in the top ten anymore. What what? Guy just disappeared there. Uh, holy crap! Not top twenty. Uh, not even the freaking three. There it is. Oh, thirty four. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that we don't support pedophiles on this podcast. That's terrible, dude, dude. That that's sad and funny and funny. So we got Rockstar, but we've already played this one. Wait, uh, uh, was there an actual video or? Yeah, yeah, we played this one already. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, 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 Savage yeah. by Megan the Stallion is back to number two. Uh, oh, Blinding Lights dude. is back up to number three. Good. Uh, Roses by Saint Jean. Uh, is number four. Is that how you pronounce that? I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> it's a bad goddamn... It's a bad Xbox name. Uh, let's see. The Intentions by The Beebs featuring Quavo has moved up to number five. Say So by Doja Cat is up to... Or stays at number six. Uh, the Bigger Picture is by Lil Baby. Uh, there's so many Lils. What's, pop, what's Poppin' by Jack Harlow is number eight. Blueberry Fago. By Lil Mosley. Mosey? Fuck, I don't know. And Circles by Posty is up at number 10. Wow. That that song is really standing the test of time. It really is, though. 43 weeks. Yeah. It stays in the top 10, you know? really shows you. At at least the box is going down slowly. Yeah, it went went from number 10 to number 15. (laughs) I mean, like I said, I mean, people, like, I don't hate the box. I mean, but... I think it's stupid. I'm sorry, but... Number one for that long, really? It was bad. It was a bad song. Uh, and uh, let's see. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not in the mood to play that song again. What about you? No, we're just letting everyone know this is back on number one. Good. <laughs> All right, so we're just moving the fuck on from that because fuck that. Uh, Bob Marley's No Woman, No Crying gets a new music video uh, in honor of International Reggae Day, which is difficult because people that practice like reggae and Rastafarianism are very non-inclusive. I don't want to mm. say they're I don't want to say they're they're xenophobic or anything else like that, but it's very it's very it's very gate kept. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like one of those, and, and, and I know why, because you and I are old enough to remember when uh, anybody that looked at weed in the Bob Marley poster suddenly grew their hair out, had it in dreadlocks, <laughs> and had uh, hemp clothing and hemp fucking uh, hats trying to claim they were Rastafari. Remember that? 
Oh yeah, geez. The fucking nineties. Mm. So honestly, is it bad? Yes. Do I blame them? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. We we knew we knew so many people at our high school. At both our high schools. At at the one in the northeast and the other one that we went to. Yeah. And we knew so many people that were suddenly into Patchouli and, and Weed and Bob Marley and they changed the way they talk and they they claimed to be Rastafari and we were we were sitting there going like, your name's Kyle, motherfucker. <laughs> Just stop. Y- yeah. Oh. Yeah. That one dude who tried to talk to you and, st- and tried dropping in bombs who was literally fucking, his name was Sean, remember that? Yeah. Oh my. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, What's up, my brother? And he he did not say brother. Yeah. Yeah. No. He said neighbor. And I kicked his ass. <laughs> Cause yeah, freak. I was like, what the hell? I I haven't even seen this guy before. Like, uh-huh. and and he just comes up to me like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it starts talking to you like that. And then, what's up, my brother? What's up, my neighbor? It's all good here. And the neighbor, neighbor, this and that neighbor. And you were like, I can't punch this guy because I don't practice violence. And I was like, I do. Come here. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Oh, man. The dude was picked up by like his dad in a in a brand new of the year Mercedes. Like there was nothing Rastafarian about this kid. And his name was Sean. And it's not even that's not even like a proper Sean. Like S E A N. It was like an S H A U N E. Like that kind of bullshit. Oh and, yeah. You remember? Remember now? Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I remember, dude. It, oh my gosh. So, like, do I blame them for being so gatekept? No. No, I do not. Protect your culture from people like that. I don't mind. (laughs) Jesus, fuck. So, let's take a look at this. Uh, Directed by Christian Mercado Figueroa, uh, the seven-minute visual depicts a family divided by country with a mother struggling to raise her children on her own in Jamaica and a father working tirelessly as a taxi driver in New York in order to provide provide for his family back home. It's a stirring depiction of how poverty, yep, poverty also forces loved ones apart in order to make ends meet. In addition to video, the Bob Marley estate also released a six-track EP, Why Should I Slash Exodus, featuring remixes, dub versions, and a 12-inch extended version of the title track. 12-inch? Do they mean 12-minute? I, 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 I'm i pretty sure they meant minute. Okay. <laughs> the 12-inch extended. Okay. Uh, well. Uh, oh, man. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, on uh, July 24th, the 1984 <laughs> compilation album Legend will be re-released as a limited edition edition picture disc uh, presenting the LP's original front cover with a previous unseen image of Marley. The album features some of Marley's most recognizable songs, including One Love, Get Up, Stand Up, Is This Love, Jamin, uh, Could You Be Loved, and Three Little Birds. Uh, oh, wow, look at that. Earlier this month, Marley's 1977 Live at the Rainbow concert was streamed in full on the Reggae Legends official YouTube channel. That is cool. That is really that cool. Is. If you guys have not seen that at performance, 
please, please go check it out. Honestly, it's one of the most incredible things you'll ever see as far as love, unity, and just all around good nature. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't know Bob Marley, I mean, if you don't, if, even if you're not a fan of the music, just check out the guy's story. It's really, really good. It's really yeah. fascinating. They tried to assassinate this guy twice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what, what do you say? It's like, yo, you don't have to do the show. You know, it's like, yeah, it they're really me. trying to kill you. Yeah, watch yeah, me. Yeah, you know. Like, he, he, yeah, can't, he you... can't stop love. That's what his message was. They tried to yeah. stop love and they couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, if hate is not stopping, then why should love? You know, it's like, uh, or something like that. I forgot the exact like quote. That, yeah. But, but yeah, now, like I said, if you're not a fan of, even if you're not a fan of reggae, dude, just. Like to just watch a documentary. Bob Marley's story is very, very, very well done. Very uh, good. I want to click just a couple of minutes of this video. I want to check it out. It's seven minutes. Uh, we're not going to be here too long, but I, I do want to check it out. I don't know why they're showing a baptism scene. I don't think he was Christian. Yeah, I don't think he was. I don't think he was. And no, that's not me being an atheist dickhead. I literally do not believe he was Christian because... If I remember correctly, he believed it divided people, and he didn't like it. Can you hear all the people singing along with them? That's why I love uh, Marley's music. It's just, it, it's feel-good music, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's like, honestly, we're going to stop here, but, like, I would let this play out. Like, no bullshit. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just makes you feel good, you know? It just makes you feel better. Yep, and that's why it was such you know? a central point to uh, the remake of uh, uh, Will Smith. What, what, what's the... Uh, he was the last man on earth. 
Oh, oh! I am Legend. I am Legend. Thank you. Originally called the Omega Man. I was trying. I was all I could think of was the Omega Man, and I'm like, that's not what it's called. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> stating it was, that it was that like the first, first or second of the books, Omega Man. Omega. The Omega Man was the first one. Yeah. Okay. The second book was uh, the Long Walk. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I am Legend is the last one. So I am Legend is the third. Yeah. Okay, so good stuff. Why do good, I know that? Good. Why do I know that? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, this is a really fascinating. Isn't it a really fascinating tale? True, true. So <laughs> we're the we're the monsters. You damn right <laughs> with monsters. Yep. Anyways, DJ, rev it up. Tell them about the Patreon. All right. Yeah. All right, people, we have a Patreon. You already knew that, but I'm going to tell you about it every single time till you give us some more money. And those of you who have already given us money, we fake you. And please continue giving us money because we really need money. Everyone loves money. I'm going to the theater with it. Say money one more time. Money. Yeah. <laughs> At patreon.com forward slash VT network, you can, you can help support us directly with three different tiers. With three different tiers, you get three different... Uh, Perks with with just one dollar per month, you'll have access to the first blood tier, which you'll have your name name of choosing and the credits of every episode. That means if you want to, on your resume, you're a producer of a show, just pay one dollar. You can say you're a producer of our show. Yeah. With just UAV tier for three dollars per month, you'll have the previous perk plus access to the post show that happens every Wednesday, and you'll be able to read Mustard's Music Minute. Uh, have you talked about Mustard Music Minute, uh, Dead Man? I have not. I have not listened lately. Oh, okay. But uh, all right. But if that's not enough, you want to give us a whole Lincoln. You'll have access to the Airstrike tier, which will have the previous perks plus access to the monthly movie roast. You will also have your name read out loud at the uh, at the end of every episode. You will get stickers every month and they give away every three months. That is right. You will not get something for nothing. That's you know that is patreon.com forward slash VT network. Please people. We uh we really need it here. <laughs> we're not begging. We're, we're giving you some stuff. You're getting some stuff in return and yeah we're trying we're we're I'm setting up the whole thing where you don't have to pay taxes so I have to sit down and do that again. But anyways, we do have merch in case you don't want, in case you want more for your money or you want to spend more money. We really don't get much out of the merch, but we're happy you rep our shit. So that is vtnetwork.redbubble.com. The link will be in the description below. You can go ahead and check it out. We have five designs available with more coming soon. Uh, we have stickers. We have COVID masks. We have drawstring bags. We have pins. We have Oh, we have so many fucking products. And of course, because if I don't mention it, DJ has a seizure. We have fucking pillows. <laughs> yeah. We have Zippo hoodies. We have iPhone cases, Samsung Galaxy cases, metal prints, mugs, travel mugs, greeting cards, postcards, scarves, water bottles, active t-shirts, masks, tote bags. We have a lot. We have a lot place yeah we have a lot of cool stuff and we have uh, those five designs one of them being an exclusive 
Patreon sticker that I decided to turn into one of our designs. I really like. It is the neon sign one. Um, I just like it. I think it's so fucking neat. Very, very, very depressing. I like it though. It's so it's so fucking Blade Runner. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, yeah. I was just thinking that too. Yeah, it's just very Blade Runner ish. That one comes in a chiffon top, a sleeveless workout top, leggings, iPhone cases, uh, iPhone wallet cases, uh, Samsung Galaxy cases, throw pillows, greeting cards, spiral notebooks, pins, postcards, a hardcover journal, a tote bag, and a clear water bottle. And that is, like, for me, it just looks really fucking cool. It really, really does. I like it a lot. <laughs> Anyways, also, if you want to get a hold of us directly, or if you want to ask any direct questions or make any suggestions, please, please find us on social media on Facebook and Twitter, as well as Instagram. That is VT Network 2. We're very easy to find. We answer all our messages, we answer all our comments, and we answer every poll that we, that we throw out there makes it to the show. If you want to email us and get something a little more private, yeah, get in those DMs. That is vtnetwork at eight, vtnetwork84 at gmail.com. And it goes directly to DJ's bedroom. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. No, 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 no. Activates no, no. the webcam and you get to see him type out an email directly to you. Anyways, I'd like also to thank Paul Schroyer and the Magic Squirrel Network for keeping us on, keeping us going, and keeping us promoted. We really love you guys. Uh, our commercial went out this month, so if you hear us on any other Magic Squirrel uh, podcasts out there or shows, you're going to hear our ins- insane commercial. <laughs> we spent some time recording. That was a lot of fun. But I also want to thank our Patreons for this month. That is Mighty Joe Young. Monsieur Pasty Cakes himself. I want to also thank Lofus. Hi, baby. The Grave Robber. The Marshmallow and Miss Faith. Thank you all so much. We are so grateful for you guys signing up. You guys should be getting your stickers very soon. With envelopes personally licked by DJ. He doesn't know it. I do it in his sleep. Don't worry about it. Anyways, with all that said and done... <laughs> you know, a sponge of water. You know, it works just as well. <laughs> yeah, but it's so much more fun. Uh, with all that said and done, we're going to cut out of here and go do the post show where we have some fun shit to go over. So, with all that said and done, say goodnight, DJ. Good night. And happy 4th yesterday. Or, or yeah, whenever happy, you. Uh, happy America yeah. birthday. Yeah, well, whenever you listen to this. You. <laughs>